Florida Hospital extends its healing mission beyond its hospital doors as it presents this vital information to you. Health Chats by Florida Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Coronary artery disease is the most common type of heart disease. It's the leading cause of death in the United States for both men and women. My guest today is Dr. Charles Lambert. He's an interventional cardiologist with Florida Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lambert. Tell us about coronary artery disease and heart disease and why people don't realize it's the threat that it is. Well, it's very, very interesting. You know, coronary disease, heart disease in general, is the number one killer in the U.S. and most of the world, all the industrialized world in both men and women. It outshines the next five leading causes of death altogether. So, you know, one of your your two closest friends is going to die of coronary artery disease uh, regardless. And there are some simple things that people can do to dramatically lower their risk from coronary disease. So first, let's talk about the risk. Before we get into the prevention, what are some risk factors? Is there a genetic component? What are some risk factors that would let somebody know they are subject to this? Well, there, you know, there are two kind of general classes of risk factors. There are things you can do something about and things that you can't do anything about. And as you just uh, alluded to, you can't do anything about who your parents are. So genetics and family history are a huge thing. Can't do anything about that. But there's a whole category of risk factors that you can do something about. And those are things like activity and knowing your numbers, your blood pressure and your cholesterol, um, your b- body mass index, or basically if you're at an appropriate weight, uh, and your glucose level. Your glucose level, people always hear cholesterol level, Dr. Lambert, and they worry so much about cholesterol. It seems that we're worrying less about that and more about inflammation. Tell us about the glucose level and why that's involved in coronary artery disease. Well, a lot of people don't know that they're, quote, what we used to call pre-diabetic, um, People get, a, you know, there's an oh, there's an epidemic of obesity in the U.S., not only for adults, but uh, for kids as well. One of the things that comes along with that and the, the so-called metabolic syndrome is uh, early diabetes. And the, you know, don't know it. It's completely asymptomatic. So the only way uh, you can find out uh, is to measure a fasting glucose. So we use that as a screening factor these days. We didn't used to do it. We sort of just waited, but just as important as knowing if you have high cholesterol. And what glucose numbers are in the normal range? Well, if you really want to screen somebody who is at high risk, you want to get a hemoglobin A1C. But a fasting glucose, meaning you haven't eaten anything you know, after uh, uh, midnight the night before you get the test, of less than 120, depending upon your age, your size, your weight, et cetera, uh, is generally okay. So now on to prevention. What do you tell people is the most important information? You're a cardiologist. When people say to you, Dr. Lambert, what can I do to reduce my risk? I'm nervous about heart disease. What do you tell them? You know, the most important things, if you could do three things, Uh, for the population of the United States that would probably do more to alter risk than what we do in hospitals, where we just sort of wait for people to get sick and come in, are very, very simple. They're all lifestyle things. Number one is physical activity. I know you're an exercise physiologist. 
American College of Sports Medicine and other professional societies have long had recommendations for aerobic activity, and the recent lifestyle guidelines from the American College of Cardiology echo those. Bottom line, without getting too scientific, if you get off the couch three to four to five times a week and exercise for 30 or 40 minutes, huge reduction in cardiovascular risk, but it has to be a lifestyle thing. It has to be for the rest of your life. And even if you miss a few years, if you go back, you regain uh, the benefit, not only from risk factor reduction, from even mortality reduction. So that's number one. Number two, which is sort of hand-in-hand with that, is to control your diet and secondarily your weight. Uh, Everyone's heard about dietary recommendations, the DASH diet, this diet, that diet. It's basically a diet that's sort of Mediterranean, high in uh, non-animal products, high in vegetables, legumes, fiber, and low in fats in general, especially trans fats. So those two things, just diet and exercise and knowing the risk factors, just knowing the risk factors, you do all those, your risk of cardiovascular disease uh, goes down precipitously. Are there some screenings for cardiovascular disease, Dr. Lambert, that you like to tell people at a certain age? We get our colonoscopies, we get our mammograms. Are there certain screening tests for cardiovascular disease? We have so many tests, uh, you know, you couldn't list them all on this podcast. But the bottom line is testing needs to be done based upon risk. So, And our guidelines recently have changed to focus on risk. So if you're a high-risk individual, if you've got a family history, if you're overweight, if you've got a bad diet and you don't exercise, you need to be screened. And there's no set age, but for sure when you're into adulthood. So if you're 40 years old, high risk, you need to have a good physical examination and the numbers that I just suggested uh, measured, especially cholesterol and glucose. If you're in completely excellent health and running marathons and have no family history of cardiovascular disease, screening can be relaxed a little bit because the probability that you have that is low. So it needs to be individualized, but a good history and physical and screening exam, at least by age 45 or 50, is what I recommend. What role does stress play in cardiovascular disease? Well, stress has made it into the recommendations for lifestyle change. So, uh, you know, it's easy to say take stress out of your life. Unfortunately, most of us cannot do that. Uh, But stress definitely has a role in cardiovascular disease, uh, in garden variety prevention, as well as just precipitation of acute events. Even heart attack, everybody's probably heard of the broken heart syndrome or Takotsubo's cardiomyopathy. Acute, really high levels of stress can even cause or contribute to heart attacks. Uh, But from a prevention point of view, avoiding stress, uh, however you want to do that. Exercise is a great great, uh, way to to lower stress levels. Some people meditate. Uh, People have all sorts of mechanisms to lower stress, but very, very important. So we've spoken about the dietary in you know, insight into its risk with cardiovascular disease. Now, some people don't eat healthy. They don't eat fish. They don't eat the things that we know are good for us. What about vitamins and supplements? If you take omega-3 or vitamin D, have any of these been shown to help reduce your risk? 
Well, you know, there, there's a lot of information out there, uh, and obviously people that make vitamins want you to take vitamins. Uh, vitamins have been removed as, you know, there are different classes of recommendations for uh, prevention of cardiovascular disease. So if you're in a class one indication, that means there's really high level of scientific evidence, meaning placebo-controlled prospective randomized trials that, that whatever that intervention is, indeed does do something scientifically, and big doses of vitamins for somebody that's at low risk are really not in the guidelines now. However, uh, there have been studies that have been shown that omega-3s help. Uh, there have really not been a lot of studies that are of high scientific, scientific evidence that high doses of vitamins uh, should be taken by anybody, and I would recommend against that. I basically have uh, my own patients on a multivitamin, especially if they don't eat right, and I I give them information about omega-3s and other other uh, supplements. So in general, stay away from high-dose supplements of any kind. Some of those can cause harm uh, to not only uh, cardiovascular issues but other organ systems. So common sense is the rule. It certainly is, and how beautifully put. What a great speaker you are. Dr. Lambert, in just the last few minutes, give your best advice for listeners on preventing heart disease and why they should come to Florida Hospital for their care. You know, the best advice, I was just on a panel with Michael Strahan up in New York, and they asked exactly the same question. Best advice is don't eat that thing in front of you, whatever it is, because i got a feeling that it's going to be bad. Get off the couch and go out and exercise doesn't really have any medical pill, anything like that, uh, recommendations. Exercise, eat healthy, know your numbers. That's the best advice I can give you. In terms of Florida Hospital, this is an organization that values wellness. Uh, it's within and embedded in the culture here, in the mission statement, and actually in the whole Adventist health system. Uh, so we try to practice what we preach, and uh, for people that interact with us, I think they will feel that. Thank you so much. It's great information. You're listening to Health Chats by Florida Hospital. And for more information, you can go to floridaheartexperts.org. That's floridaheartexperts.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.